everyone, and welcome to A Nightmare on Fear Street. A monstrous podcast about all things horror. If you like what you hear today, then you can follow us on all of the usual socials or subscribe to our Patreon for bonus content and merch. You can find all of that by visiting us at allmylinks.com backslash A Nightmare on Fear Street or in our episode descriptions wherever you're listening to this podcast at. All right, everyone. Today we are here and we are covering the 1990 film Flatliners and or Flatliners. It is plural. There are multiple yeah, people yeah. here, y'all. They were and um, we are joined <laughs> people, by honestly. Nina. Welcome, Nina. Hey. <laughs> we're happy to have you, Nina. One, I'm happy to go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to be here. We're happy to have you. Like, you have no idea. This has been a long time coming. Um, Nina yeah. won our contest on Patreon, where we asked y'all to tell mm-hmm. us your favorite episodes. And we really like Nina's answer. And so Nina's here. That's mm-hmm. how we roll. We, yeah. we do what we say we're going to do. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, yeah, the Suspiria episode really reminded me of why I got out of the arts. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen. As a recovering theater kid. <laughs> That went deep. I think that was when I was like, I got to leave this. I got to stop doing this to myself. This is self-harm. Anywho's. <laughs> we are- and I mean, I think that this film also proves that like, just because you go into the sciences, that doesn't make you any less, you know, <laughs> dramatic or et cetera. I've never seen a sane man in the sciences. I'm just saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> I This movie... Brought that back to life. Mm-hmm. But we are mm-hmm. we are still in our 90s era and we are still singing Hit Me Baby one more time because we're not done with the 90s. You thought we might have been done. We're not done. And it's not because we can't nope. count this time. It's because we planned it out this way. Never will be. I mean, it doesn't help that the 90s seem to always be in fashion now. You notice that? It's because yes. we made it popular. Like, the kids today don't know about Sick Stickly. They don't know about Snick. They don't know about the original Goosebumps. Like, I just, they're not being raised right. Yeah. <laughs> truly, mm-hmm. truly. All right, but before we get into flatliners, let's get to know Nina because it's the first time on the pod. So we're going to start here where we start with every first time guest. Number one, what's your favorite scary movie? Scream. Love I it. mean, I feel like, yeah, it's one of those answers that you give and you're like, everybody says this. But it's true. But you know what? It's true. true. It's true. Yeah, it's scream. Who else is doing that? It's like, um, right. when I was in middle school, one of my really good friends, was really really into horror movies like you know she'd put on like terror train three or whatever the fuck it was (laughs) (laughs) and be like we're watching this and i'm like i i came to sleep tonight i mean i know it's it's called a sleepover i'm not gonna get any sleep thanks but scream was one of the first films that made me go like oh yeah there's like it's like will it freak me out yes but also like there's a lot of story stuff to dig into here, you know, mm-hmm. it's like the idea of like urban legends and like yeah. folklore. Yeah. It was the first movie I watched as a kid and I couldn't mm-hmm. figure out who the killer was. And when I did figure out one of the killers, I didn't see the mm-hmm. other one. I'm like, you can have two killers? How dare you, Uncle Wiz? <laughs> who did you figure out first? I figured out Billy because it's always the boyfriend. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so- that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I went around the friend group for a minute. I'm like, it's always the boyfriend. You're overthinking it. And so when he was like, ha ha, I was like, yeah. And then Stu showed up and I was like, how dare you, Matthew Lillard? And it might be why I have a crush on him because he took me by surprise <laughs> in a good way. <laughs> True. And like, I think also Scream also, it, it, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm a true, true crime girly. But yeah, like the fact that Scream was based off of like an actual killer's crimes and stuff and things like that. That always makes it so much more worse. Like mm-hmm. when you're like, this is based on true events. They shouldn't say that. Yeah, a lot of movies yeah. are like based on true events, and it's lying, Blair Witch. I hate that. Yeah, or 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 Texas Chainsaw. <sighs> that mess. Listen, uh, listen. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like the thing I was found really interesting too with that is that like if you know the crimes, they were so much worse than what happened in the movie. Right. It's PG thirteen compared to the real world. Oh. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I'm sorry, he did what to that? Oh, no. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. right. People are sick. So, um, that's how we hide in horror. <laughs> so, Nina, tell us, what's your horror origin story? You kind of hinted at it with your best friend being into horror, but expand upon the story. <laughs> For me, a lot of it is, like, I was actually more into reading horror than watching horror. Literally, as a kid, I don't know if y'all read these, is the... Uh, 
like the Bruce Coville book of blank and it was like book of ghosts and book of nightmares and things like that and it was just like anthologies of just like you know just like really scary stories and they'd freak me out I wouldn't be able to sleep but I couldn't stop reading them because they were you know it's like <laughs> like a one of them that sticks with me was like a girl who um uh she would go into her mirror into another world and then something happened that her mirror self actually ended up taking her place in the real world. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting because it's like, it was this idea of like this folklore, you know, because I mean, like we have a lot of folklore around mirrors and stuff, obviously. And I mean, like the other film we were going to do, like Candyman with mirrors and the stuff, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, mirrors. There's a lot of symbolism there. Mm -hmm. But then it was like the fact that it's like, a girl in the modern day contending with like these um like i said like folkloric or like um fairy tale sort of forces very, and kind of like positioning it yeah hmm? very like mm -hmm. us yes 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 mm -hmm. tethered yeah. mirrors are inherently mm -hmm. creepy because they show you yourself uh yeah <laughs> yes. yeah yeah i love the horror movie trope of the mirror doing something different than the person in front of the mirror mm -hmm. that oh, yeah. ends me yeah. yeah yes yeah. yes Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Well, take a second and uh, Nina, plug any projects you might have going on and or social media where our listeners uh, could follow yeah. you if you mm -hmm. have any at all. God, I'm still on Twitter. Why am I still on Twitter? We've got nowhere <laughs> but, else to go. Yeah, what? I know, right? <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I'm uh, on Twitter at uh, Volatile Sublime, all one word. Like that's my ad. I'm also on Tumblr. My name there is Darling Affogato. Cute. Because it's my favorite drink. Mm -hmm. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah. Um, as for projects, I haven't quite been able to get anything off the ground yet. I've kind of been working on a podcast with some of my friends, but scheduling demons and such. Yeah, we know that life. <laughs> Listen, and it's Listen. like it's like um, you know that moment when you start taking your meds and you're like, oh my god, I have so much energy, I can do all these things, and then you overbook yourself, and then you're like, well, fuck, because. I'm doing that, and I started going back to school. Yeah. So Suspiria is really, really hitting for you. <laughs> <right now. laughs> no, I mean, I was going to say also, like, like Flatliners, I'm literally studying uh, chemistry. So, like, ah. again, you can take the theater kid out of the theater, but you, wait, yes. You can take the theater kid out of the theater program, but you can't take the theater program out of the theater kid. There you go. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. True, true. <laughs> No, because you pay for that abuse. It's going to be there forever. Right. God, yeah. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, let's get into this movie. Flatliners 1990, not the remake, even though I've seen mm -hmm. both and I have thoughts on both of them. That are... I haven't seen the remake yet, it's... but I just want to yeah. I love Elliot Page, but I don't mm -hmm. think I need to see that remake. I don't think I need to. <laughs> it's very similar. So if you loved this, you'll mm -hmm. like it. If you hated this, you're probably going to hate it. So it's very similar in vibes and everything. But Dina, what's one of your first thoughts for this film? <laughs> My first thought for this film, oh, it's so pretty. Like, it didn't need to go that hard visually, but damn, you know, it's like even if, before we get to the cast, you know, it's just like, um, just like all of the sculptures and the architecture and stuff. And it's like, knowing what I knew of the story, I was like, it's really interesting because it's just like an inversion of the uh, Frankenstein story in mm -hmm. a way and then it's like they just brought that gothic sort of uh, aesthetic to it mm -hmm. it's very much the history that we've seen of white men being like could I be God um, it's that Frankenstein, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde it's mm -hmm. all of those gothic era situations um, yeah. it's shit we still see today in the news because it's just like no I'm gonna clone a sheep and it's like why because I can but why? Because my mommy didn't love me and I can. Okay then, Kenny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I like I really enjoy this concept and the topic because like as humans, we've always been obsessed with the afterlife and what happens after you die and like these near-death experiences. Yeah. That's why religion is such a big thing throughout history, whether or not you're talking about Christianity, Judaism, Islam, Hindu, yeah. whatever whatever set you might have. And I think that's why this movie at the jump is very engaging. Cause it's super interesting to see these people like their ambition being so 
Outside. Yeah, well, yes, outsized <laughs> that would push <laughs> them to do these crazy things to prove mm-hmm. what this afterlife is, which is something that's very human too, because we, like what Sheree was saying, tons of people mm-hmm. have been doing that and will continue to do that till the end of time, probably. Yeah, like it's definitely, like I just... So, I mean, let's just unpack Nelson because Kiefer Sutherland's in this hot era. He's still mm-hmm. working with Mr. Schumacher. Like three years later, they're like, what if we did Lost Boys, but now you're a psychotic doctor? And he's like, I'm into mm-hmm. it. Fluff the hair. But he's he's definitely serving. It's like, we're going to do Dracula, but we're also going to do Frankenstein. Come on, man. Right? He's like, <laughs> yeah. two for one? Yes, Mr. Schumacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, Give me the glasses. But like, he he runs over here and he's literally doing the most villainous things and people are just like, we got to keep working with them. And it reminded me of every time I've been in an environment where you, you see the problem and the people in charge won't do anything about it because there's always yeah. a reason to keep him. There's always a reason to keep working with him. There's always a reason he's providing something for someone. And you're just like, but he's a problem. He's making this awful to work at for the rest of us. But they're just like, let's keep letting him put us under because clearly he, we need him. It was his idea. And like, he's trying to kill how many of you? He's unhinged. He's hiding things. He's showing up with his face beaten up by this little dead boy. <laughs> we can cut him. We can let. Him, we can find God. another place. We know the system. We got this. And they're just like, no, we need him for reasons. That's the part that I couldn't get over. I'm like, okay, you keep saying it's like a sci- You keep saying it's like an experiment, a scientific thing, but then you keep hiding information from your uh, collaborators, dude. That's not how we do. <laughs> I was gonna say that's my thing because like I'm not gonna lie when the little boy first was showing up I was giggling and he spit in his mouth like, that's too fucking far. oh that's no disgusting. god now, that was my that was my like no right hit me but don't spit in my mouth um that's just different and then vibes screaming the whole time like no close your fucking mouth he can't spit in your mouth if it's not open come on listen but when he starts hiding information because he was at first he was very charming he's like no we need you kevin bacon and i'm like are y'all gonna hug are y'all gonna kiss i was like we need you kevin bacon i was like we all need kevin bacon what you want to do about it and then he was like we need you too julia roberts and that's a different note i'm gonna say that for later um but like he gets these people here and the second they're here he's on his thought shit so i'm like he's been a monster before this is not the first time i'm talking to you this way well, you know I, who this man it, is. Right. And as we've learned, my thing is I did not – I don't understand the relationships here. Other than what Charade's going to hit on Thank later, you. I will get there. I was wondering about that too. I was like, the way that he and uh, – It was Nelson and David. That's who – Yeah, Nelson and, and David. Kevin. Yes. Yes. It was the way like Nelson and David, you like – you feel like they've been friends for a long time, but then after the, as they start having their flashbacks, you're like, no, they maybe met in med school. Maybe they met, maybe they met in undergrad. And I, I don't it, know, man. And, and it helps or it hurts it because I don't know why these people are going along with uh, Nelson's d- situation. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I truly don't understand. Are they friends? Are they enemies? Are they frenemies? Mm-hmm. Like, what is happening? I like when Nina was like, they're collaborators. Like, this, this, yeah, this, yeah. It. It's like they kind of are, but it's like, eh. <laughs> yeah. It's like those people who've had classes together, so they're aware of each other. And Nelson's mm-hmm. like, I don't talk to any of my friends about this. I'm going to find these fools. And they're just like, sign us up. <laughs> yes, thank you. He's like, I'm not telling my real friends. I'm just telling my, my, I guess you're, you're, I guess you're like my second tier friends. Who knows? <laughs> it was like, who's free on a Saturday night? Look to the left of me, look to the right of me. They'll do. And because mm-hmm. again, like none of them seem to have, I mean, okay. So I'm going to back to that a little bit because I think that Randy mm-hmm. and Joe seem to be friendlier, even though yes. nobody yes. knows that Joe is recording women without consent. Oh my God. I know. Right. That was my thing. I was like, y'all are friends and y'all know that he's like a scumbag, but you don't know how much of a scumbag he is. But then it's like, I couldn't get, I couldn't figure that part out. It's like, I feel like they don't know, but at the same time, because especially because like once he tells them, they all freak out. But then I'm also like, but you don't seem that surprised that he was doing it. They freak out and then move on. And that's one of my notes is that yeah. this movie is way too kind mm-hmm. to awful white guys, starting with Joe, yes. who's like, I've been recording people and they're haunting me. And they're just like, that's awful. You shouldn't do that. What are we having for lunch? And I'm just like, he just told you <laughs> he's he's basically assaulting yeah. women. But without consent, you cannot. Yeah. That is not OK. Um, and you're just like, oh, that's awful. Um, back mm-hmm. to what Nelson's doing now. And I'm just like, no, that's a right. real conversation we need to be having. You have somebody mm-hmm. who has no morals mm-hmm. in your circle while you're going under for time and time and time. You can't trust mm-hmm. 
but they're also doing that with Nelson because like when it comes out that Nelson killed a kid and a dog as a kid, they're like, it was an accident. You should forgive yourself. And I'm like, excuse you. He killed a kid and a dog. He's not forgivable. Yeah, yeah. He's a little sociopath. He bought a Stephen King novel. And they're just like, no, we, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It happens. But, but then I also like, y'all brought this up earlier too. Like I, going along the ideas of like, I don't understand these relationships. Like, I Mm -hmm. don't know why they're there. Like, this is clearly for Nelson's benefit. Like, Nelson's going to write the Pulitzer Prize when they come to blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But also, I get it, I guess, with Nelson because, like, he wants them to continue to do this, right? But, like, after everyone else starts going under and weird shit starts happening, why is no one... Why? Like, everything could have been stopped which i guess that's why the movie is a movie but like yeah. if if joe was like hey y'all this is weird i'm seeing some weird he doesn't, he doesn't even have to give away because i guess the the player or the writer could have said he didn't want to say that he was assaulting women like Shrey was saying but like even yeah. if he was like weird shit's happening i'm seeing go i'm seeing weird shit maybe we shouldn't do this but no they're they're all like gung ho and i didn't understand like, are they going to kill Nelson so they can take credit for for? It? I don't get it. That would have made it interesting to give it something else because while this movie is gorgeous and while it has some important questions and all these like really cool actors, it's missing something. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it suffers from that '90s thing, which we see a lot today again, where it's like they put their toe right on the line, but they don't want to cross the line. And so these infractions, aside from killing the kid, are pretty benign. Like. She feels guilty her dad died because kids interpret guilt that way. Um, Kevin Bacon right, was yeah. a black girl, which I have notes and thoughts about. Oh um, my God. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh. Thoughts. Um, but like, nobody was like, I did something really like super duper fucked up aside from Nelson. Again, the ringleader who's awful. And they're just like, whatever, it was an accident. And so I do wish that if we we're going to haunt people, they had things that were worth the haunting. Or we let like the girls who were recorded like really get at him, Joe. Um, but instead, we're just like, no, it's fine. Meh. Babysitter's Club. Yeah. Right. I also hate that Julia Roberts, her dad, took his own life in this really like, unfortunate series of events and stuff, and she blames herself. And it feels like at first, like she's the one who she's the one who gets the haunting the worst. It feels like at first because like he's following her through the mirror and stuff, and he's like standing behind her. Right. I actually have a note that Rachel, in my opinion, is the only one out of this group besides maybe I could see an argument for Randy, maybe. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. Rachel's the only one that I feel has any kind of positive intentions in this situation because she is the only one that we see interacting with people on their deathbed. Like she is the only one we see interacting with patients. So I'm like, are y'all doctors or are you scientists? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, that's an, that's an interesting point because I was thinking about that too as you were saying that like we never see Nelson talk to any of the patients. We never see him like, the only time we ever see him in class is when everybody is in class and he's barely, and, and he's you know, basically like monologuing at them. Well, yeah, that's probably because mm-hmm. Rachel is a woman and women are typically seen as quote-unquote mm-hmm. caretakers which is also bullshit. But, like, that makes her character, I feel like, I felt for her where I didn't feel for any of the dudes. Besides, like I said, maybe Randy. I (laughs) felt like it was 90s bullshit for women because she... And let me hold your hand as you die. Let me cry at you. And also I'm carrying this guilt for my dad, even though I was five and I should have gotten therapy by now because again, I'm in the sciences and I'm a doctor. And also like, she's the only lady in the group. So everybody wants to fuck her. But like, it's not really addressed in a way that makes it make sense. Like nobody's like, this is wrong because, or this is what women face because I I don't need to be like, kindergarten spoon fair, but I do need it to be a conversation because well, it's like, everybody want to fuck her and now she's going to fuck Kevin Bacon because of course she has to fuck somebody, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't blame her there. Mm-hmm. We all would, listen. but it's not I mean, fine yeah, in this yeah, movie. Yeah. It's not fine <laughs> in this movie. What? This cast this is movie, hot. This cast is hot. Y'all know I always have to have a thirst, a thirst note. This cast is hot. Keeper Sutherland, Kevin Bacon. Even Oliver Platt was at his Julia Roberts. Yes, he was. Oh my God, yeah. I was actually really excited to see Oliver Platt because I was like, oh my God. Especially because, like, I know him from the Three Musketeers that he also did with Kiefer, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It's <laughs> like I've never, that. I've never really found Oliver Platt super attractive, mm-hmm. but in this movie, I was like, mm. 
I forgot he was in this movie because I saw this movie when I was a kid. <laughs> and so, of course, I was looking at Kiefer and Kevin because, like, I had priorities. Um, so I was like, Oliver Platt's there. Are you serious? And I was like, oh, Oliver Platt was there. Because by the time I rolled mm-hmm. out, he was definitely an uncle. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah he's right. not a bad yeah. uncle, but he's he's. I'm not like, ooh, throw down, daddy. Um, but here <laughs> I'm like, you have a past, sir. We should talk about that past someday. I mean, okay. I was going to say, quick quick side note, sorry, about the Three Musketeers. I feel like I have to. Okay, so Tim Curry plays Richelieu. Yes. And then somehow, for some inexplicable reason, I literally forgot, like, my, my memory holds this apparently, but, like, Charlie Sheen is Aramis. Oh. Which feels like the most miscasting. I'm just like... That cast was right until you said Charlie Sheen. And I, was I like, know, oh, no. I know. Trust me, I know. I've I know. seen that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun one. Back then, nobody knew he was going to become. Nobody, well, his family probably knew. Ooh. But, like, the rest of us yeah. didn't. Yeah. What? <laughs> Martin. Uh, so, <laughs> I want to go back to your note, Sheree, about Rachel and how the boys all wanted to fuck her, right? Mm-hmm. Totally get it. And again, going off of what you were saying, there's no point to it. Like, they don't ever go anywhere with it. That would have added more of a reason for some of them to be there. Like if you made that actual comment, then it makes sense why David's there. Then it makes sense why Joe's there. Then it makes sense why Randy's there. I mean, we, of course we get why Nelson's there because he's in it for the the fame, but like Mm -hmm. all these, these three other dudes don't make sense. And then Rachel being there makes absolutely no sense. Unless you go off of the like bleeding heart narrative that we give every woman. Yeah. Yeah ever mm-hmm. <laughs> because none of the characters really got a moment to do anything other than be like i'm a doctor and here's why i'm being haunted and now we're gonna save nelson it feels like a throwaway episode or a spec script for er that never saw the light of day <laughs> totally got er vibes too right <laughs> right it feels like a spec script somebody wrote like i would get my foot in the door here's a spec script and we're like toss it um but instead they're like make it into a movie and get joe schumacher mm-hmm, on it mm-hmm. that's what it feels like and it's written in that very 90s way of we don't really care about these characters and you're also gonna get 22 episodes with them so we'll figure it out later in life but we don't get 22 episodes we get this movie and we don't really know anything likable about them and like even like the rachel and david of it all like that happened out of nowhere because it was like i i I can take you home don't take me home fuck you and all of a sudden she sees her dead dad she's like sexy time and i'm just like (laughs) as somebody with father issues it doesn't work that way like (laughs) you know what's funny in the remake Mm -hmm. it's a very similar vibe except it's two female characters Mm -hmm. And Nina Dobrev is one, and the other is, I can't think of her name, but the black girl that's in the movie. And, like, it goes from, like, a scene. I literally showed this at work, so I was traumatized. It goes from a scene to, like, cut, like, literal cut to this dude, like, bam, bam, bam. Damn. What the fuck? (laughs) And here's the thing. Didn't see that shift coming. Here's the thing. If you want to say that because they just experienced death, and they were like, get it in, because I just fucking saw too much. You can do that, but to just have it be like, I saw my dead dad, I'll take care of you, cut to them in the sheets, and her lying him about seeing her dead dad anymore. And I'm like, you, girl, what is what is happening yeah, here? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I had so many questions. It's so weird. The editing is so weird, especially in the remake, but this one's also weird. It's just there's no lead up. It's just like, fucking. They're a couple now, apparently. Mm-hmm. If, if Kevin Bacon sleeps on your couch, you're married. That's just what I mean, happens. Let me call Kevin real quick. Uh, you can come sleep <laughs> on my couch real quick. <laughs> Although one thing I did, I did find really interesting too is when he was at her apartment keeping an eye on her after her, after her, her, um, after she went under. One of the books that he's carrying as he's going into the living room is like on death and dying or like the psychology of death and dying. And I'm like, I mean, that makes sense since you are medical students and stuff. But also, I'm just like. It feels a little heavy-handed, but okay. Right? And didn't we start with him killing somebody? Like, <laughs> he was trying to... I mean, not intentionally. Yeah. Well, I thought she survived. I thought he said she survived. He oh, saved dude. her by okay. doing that, but they, were, yeah. they had yeah. to get rid of yeah. him. Yeah. It was a big Dr. Mm-hmm. Ross moment, which is yeah. another reason why I was like, this is ER, but for the youth. <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. ER for the CW. That's what this was <laughs> before this CW. This movie reminded me of that moment because I just recently rewatched it in Promising Young Woman when um, uh, she asked uh, <laughs> the boyfriend, "How many children have you murdered? Have you? How many children have you killed?" <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Uh, I mean, uh, some of them died, and I didn't. It wasn't intentional." <laughs> 
Laverne Cox, yes, and Bo Burnham. That's who it is. Listen, but, but, yeah, I'm so obsessed good. with Laverne Cox. She makes everything better. Same. I wish she got more in that Same. movie. But yeah, this this movie, I'm not mad at this movie, but I'm not happy with it. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It could have definitely been scarier. And I do think, I will say, I do think that the remake is a smidgen scarier. Mm-hmm. Like, there are some more jump scares. There's some more, like, creepiness to it. But, yeah, this one definitely, and the remake, too, could have been scarier. Like, I really wasn't scared. I was kind of bored for some of it. It's like they were afraid of themselves, so they got in their own way. Because, again, the people who do go under... I mean, again, Joe was definitely the worst. I keep calling him Joe. Let me double check his name is Joe. Yeah, his name is Joe. Yeah. Thank you. Because I know like so many Joes. And so sometimes I'm just like, that person's name is Joe. And it's like, it's not Joe. You made that up. Um, (laughs) Well, it's like we can call him Joe or we can call him Billy Baldwin. I don't know. I mean, I'm just like. Who also. Can I also say, I know he's a terrible character, but he is sexy. Can we talk about how we had to wait 33 years for Billy Baldwin to be like, I fucking won in my Baldwin dynasty? Because before now, we were all like, oh, this one, oh, that one. And now mm-hmm. those have fallen. Your kings are gone. And as far as I know, Billy's not done anything. I'm saying that. I don't open a Twitter. Yeah, like, Billy yeah, Baldwin yeah. just punched yeah. a dog in the face. And I'm like, oh, no, Twitter. No. Is it the boyfriend from Scream 2? Is he has he been has he done something terrible? Isn't he a bald one? No, Timmy Olyphant is not a bald one. No. No, the boyfriend. Oh, Jerry O'Connell. No. no, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell, not a bald one. Okay, no. sorry. Yeah, yes, no. Yes, no, yes. no, no, no. Um okay. I'm getting my bald ones mixed up, but it's you're okay. right. There are too many of them. He's the king now. He's like, I played sleezes in the nineties, so I mm-hmm. could not be a sleaze in real life. My brothers did not. They played heroes. Mm-hmm. Now they're sleezes. I saw where that I saw where that let that led. So Listen. like I decided to not go that route. Right, right. <laughs> He's like, I like characters. <laughs> but I aside from him. And again, even his haunting, if that's what we want to call it, because we don't know if it's haunting or if it's conscience or what. They don't really get yeah. into that. Because, like, she hugs her dead dad, and she seems fine, as far as we know. We don't really get a follow-up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> David apologizes to Winnie, and it's like, oh, I'm I'm healed. And we really don't know, because two hours later, it's like, where's Nelson? He's doing the most again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we assume these people are healed after saying sorry, but we don't know. And so we don't know if these are mental shenanigans or ghostly shenanigans or what. But, like, even even Joe's, they could have gone harder. Like, if these women are really haunting him, he lost his fiance. Boo fucking who? Like, we could have done more. He, he just he just sees them in the can in the in, on like screens and mm-hmm. stuff, and they like look up. They're like, "Why did you do this to me?" And they, you told me you loved me. Yeah, exactly. I wanted it to be like one behind him, like mm-hmm. "fuck you" or like you know. In the apartment leading up to his fiance leaving him, that's when they almost got interesting, and then they were like, "We're done." But he didn't apologize to anybody. Back. I was so mad. Right? I was like, "Man, that's actually my." I'm, I'm gonna not stop because that's my take. <laughs> right? He apologized to nobody, and he's like, "We got to save Nelson." That's the focus, and I'm like, "Why mm-hmm. are we so pressed to save Nelson?" Like, when they think Nelson's dead, he's the one that's like. Maybe we deserved this. It's all our fault. And I'm like, Nelson was a fool. Nelson was a whole fucking fool. Nelson did this himself. That's that's the mm-hmm. heteronormative world for you, yeah. though. He yeah. lost his fiance, mm-hmm. so therefore, it is the worst thing that could have happened to right? him. Right? Meanwhile, he's got tapes of all these women in here. He said nothing to nobody, and he won't be serving in jail time. And we're going to, mm-hmm. like, just, like, float past him having to apologize to anybody. Because, again, this movie's like, if you apologize, your demons stop beating your ass. Except for you, Joe. You're fine. You just hurt women. It's good. Like, but, like, who was Rachel going to apologize to? Her dead dad? Like When they I, hugged it out, she seemed cured. Like, yeah, again. She, yeah. What she apologized I mean, for, we don't so know. I, she... like, I mean, to be fair, with her, the thing with her dad is, mostly she was blaming herself. So I feel like she basically needed that moment to have somebody else go, you don't need to blame yourself. You didn't do this. She forgave yeah. herself, yeah. essentially. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of like that, actually, mm-hmm. as a storyline. If, if it had gone yeah. there. It feels like on the surface, it wants to do the whole, this is the thing they're beating themselves up for the most. And it starts to manifest for some of them, Nelson. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, in the face area. But like, again, because it, it, again, it feels like it was a pilot for something we didn't get a series of. And so it's like, we're going to give you these breadcrumbs, but we're not going to really, oh shit, we got to wrap it up. Let's get there. And so there's like a whole <laughs> middle section yeah. missing to like make these things make sense. So it's left up to us as the viewers mm-hmm. who are not in 1990 where this is just like standard fare to be like, I think this is what they want. I think this is what I'm attaching to it because otherwise we just adrift. But can we take a second and talk about the black Winnie. girl with Dave? Yes. Oh my God. Big yeah. Winnie. Yes. Because I have a thought mm-hmm. on one of the lines mm-hmm. they gave her, mm-hmm. and, but I want Sheree to start because I know you've got 
Good so first off, well, not good. Thoughts. I got thoughts. Mm-hmm. I am on my thought shit. So we see David and a bunch of other kids who mostly look white. I need to like go back and rewind. Yeah. Attacking mm-hmm. a black girl in school. Seems to be the only black girl in school that not playing double dutch that day. Which mm-hmm. again, notes. Um, <laughs> And so he bullies the fuck out of her. And that's what he's holding on to in life as he should because he was a little monster. Yeah. But when he meets her in the adult world, she's like, I have to forgive this white man who just pulled up on me and demand an apology. <laughs> Which again, this movie is too nice to white men because you don't yeah. get to go and demand an apology. And like sometimes people need to like process because she's like, don't do this to me. I have a wife. I mean, <laughs> I have a husband. I have a daughter. That mm-hmm. would have been yeah. interesting. Listen, listen. Because after fucking around with these boys at her playground, Wendy was like, no, I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> um, but like... <laughs> That would have been cool. But like, she's like, I have to forgive him. And I'm like, no, you don't. You just asked him to leave your home multiple times. Like, but I need to let you know I got the white guilt. Um, And also, this is my narrative. This is my story. You my arc. You got to forgive me because you're the black lady. And she's like, I will forgive you, I guess. And I'm like, what example you said if you're a daughter where a white man just push into your home and demand forgiveness? And you're like, I guess it's Monday. Like, is- I mean, it's clearly written by white people. Listen. <laughs> okay, so I kept waiting. For her to like attack him as he was there especially after she asked her daughter to leave twice with that very serious look on her face i was like oh she's gonna like stab him with some pruning shears or something no unfortunately that would have been right? interesting and right? then and then after they left i had this terrible terrible feeling that it was going to be like oh you know him coming to her triggered her in some way and she was going to do something awful that's what oh, I was afraid yeah, well, I'm glad of. they didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, I'm really glad I didn't do that. But I was also like, oh, man, this would be a really weird note. But yeah. Yeah. So my note about this situation, I agree with everything you said, Sheree. Mm-hmm. The one co- the one line that they give the, the apparition of oh, the yeah. younger black girl, when she says limp wrists mm-hmm. i was like did we really need the gay slur at the straight man who bullied to be the bull i just i was like i mean i get i love the the righteous anger and i love that was the one time we got mm-hmm. it really i love that but like let's not let's not go into the queer slur. i mean please. she also not, called him fellatio when i was like oh shit man actually and, and butt muncher <laughs> yeah. and like there was a there was quite a few yeah. other yeah. slightly queer slurs yeah. but like yeah. For sure, the limp wrist has been yeah. hurled oh, at yeah. me multiple times. So, like my my other thing with that moment is it the first time we see her angry, but it's not her. It's his remembering her um, mm-hmm. of things that she should be saying or could be saying, and how she would be angry. We don't ever get to see this woman be angry, and I like seeing black women be angry because we never get to fucking be angry um, when we are angry. That right there. Yeah, that right it's there. a moment. Yeah. It's not justified because white people feel bad. I would have loved to see her snap on him when he apologizes. Because, again, how oh, dare yeah. you pull up on me 50 years after the fact, 30 years after the fact? I don't know. They were in, like, 40-year-olds. I'm confused. <laughs> They're in college, but they sound like 40-year-olds. And I'm just like, how old are you? And so, like, you pull up somebody 20-something years after the fact mm-hmm. um, on their front porch in front of their kid. And you're like, I got to talk about this right now because I'm going to heal today. And she's not like, fuck you. She's like, yeah, I made me feel ugly and I feel sad. Please go away. Please go away. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, no, girl. Throw a pot at planet him. Fight him. Your husband's here. Well, Let, let's go. And and I 100% agree with you. That is the moment I wanted the righteous yeah. anger. They were trying to give this apparition of the little girl who they were trying to, the younger version of her. They were try, I think they were trying to like roll reverse the situation. It just didn't work. And I thought I would have rather, I would have rather watched the righteous anger from the adult human than the apparition of the younger self especially because again this is him being like i feel bad if i did to this black girl so let me like be mad at myself on this train i don't care if he feels guilt he should feel guilt he should feel a lot of things he did some shitty shit again it's shitty bullying but also again it's uh, i just wish anybody's story had been more interesting like if you're gonna give us these stories make them make sense yeah <laughs> it's like bullying is terrible and it can affect someone's whole life. Like, oh, yeah. like what Nina was mm-hmm. saying about like the fear of that how I you know, not doing something terrible yeah. that can lead yeah. to bullying. But yeah. it's also like, is that the most interesting story you could tell me? Is that the worst thing that could happen? Right. We've all done worse. Like we've all done worse. And so I think that we could have easily been like that one time we did a hit and run and we didn't follow up with the victim. That could have been a thing. Yeah. The time that something else, I something else somebody did led to somebody who might've been injured and they didn't like circle back. 
or the friend you like cut off because they were doing the most and then they mm-hmm. did not end well. We have things that really happen to people that are more interesting and juicier and could have led to more of a haunting effect because right now it's just like, I beat my own ass because I felt bad. I sold bubble gum that one time at the grocery store and I'm like, I don't care. Get out of here. And <laughs> Oh, this is probably going to sound like way too dark or whatever, but like, you know, thinking about them talking about playing God and stuff and, you know, this whole idea. To me, this idea that like, how do I want to put this? It's like, Sometimes you do shitty things and you shouldn't be forgiven for that. It's how I feel yes. sometimes. Like yes. no, absolutely. Yeah. And there in the I will say in the remake, there's an interesting choice mm-hmm. speaking on that. Um one of the characters I'm not gonna say who in case anyone wants okay. to watch it. But there there is this bullying motif mm-hmm. that happens in the remake as well. And that person did not end as you know was not well received like it wasn't like i bounced back and i'm great yeah. now and from what i remember it's been a minute but from what i remember i don't think she forgives the person or mm-hmm. that person Good. the bully victim forgives the person that easily like i think they do eventually but like it takes a minute because i'm tired of this narrative that if somebody apologizes, you have to forgive them immediately that's bullshit that's oh, not yeah. how it works when people apologize, if they mean it, you get to process it and come back on your own time when you're ready to be like, I do or I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I'm going to just keep fucking up saying I'm sorry. That's the. It feels very Christian coded. It feels very Yes, angel. that was my but thing it, too. It says like, oh, you know, heaven, they're going to get yes. forgiveness or whatever and then they're going to move on. And it's, yeah, yeah. That's one of the other things too is they kept making this point where it's like, Dave, Dave's an atheist. Dave doesn't believe in this stuff. He's a skeptic. And I'm like, but you don't establish that any of the other characters actually have any kind of religious inclination. Like, sure, you've got uh, Nelson wearing that cross, especially in the part wherever he has his, like, ultimate showdown with uh, Billy. But, like, you know, it's like they never actually come out and explicitly say, like, oh, yes, this is what I believe in. This is how I feel. And also, yeah. Nelson is definitely playing God and has a God mm-hmm. complex and has killed a kid and his dog. Yeah. And so I just don't think he's the most religious person. In the... But again, we don't know nobody. We don't know. We know he's an atheist. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to fuck Rachel. Um, mm-hmm. Now Rachel and David are together because that's what happened in that two seconds that we didn't see them. Um, but we don't have to know anybody else. <laughs> I will say, I do think, so this movie is like fresh 90s, mm-hmm. right? Coming out of the 80s with satanic panic. Um, We see the demonization of atheist folks. Um, We still see it today. Let's let's be real. That didn't bother me as much, but I I did want it to go further. This movie, and we've said this so many times for so many different movies, it's like they threw spaghetti on the wall to see what would stick and left it all in. As opposed to like, what is like, the the Mm playwright in me is like, the spine of the story like what is the what is this story about mm-hmm. and like i didn't get that it feels like a really. cool concept with some stock characters because you got joe and randy being the fops yeah they're, they're the funny ones mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though joe is a perv you got <laughs> david who's the bad boy because he's an atheist with a leather jacket even though nelson's right there playing god but he's yeah <laughs> the genius yeah. and you have rachel who's the woman who's like interchangeable because we don't really write women yet um and so it's just <laughs> i hate that basically her entire character is that you know she feels bad about her dead dad and that's why she went into medicine presumably you know and then on top of it we don't get yeah, we that, don't get that. We, we don't get anything, we don't get anything. And on top of that her entire character is that she's just so hot that these guys just don't know what to do with her and it's like that's not a character that's <laughs> That's a that's a description, yeah, this, yeah. and it's a bad description. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of description. Oh my god, Sheree! This was <laughs> it's gonna make so much goddamn sense. Oh. Are you ready for this? Uh-oh. So the writer of this movie mm-hmm. is Peter Filardi. Okay, you know what else he wrote? What? Uh-oh. The craft. Oh, oh shit. Does that yeah, not make that, so much that tracks, sense? That tracks, that tracks, yes. I see it now. You know what? I just think that sometimes when we say people should write more women, we're not talking about him specifically. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's excused. He can go to recess. I... <laughs> yeah, that makes so much sense. Huh. Ten years after, no, six years after he wrote Flatliners, he wrote the craft. Huh. The night he returned home. 
I just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, the fact that, that the women is, uh, yeah, it just, there's so I, many things. Like, this would be a decent, like, not that this would be a good double feature, but a decent, like, double feature to have a conversation about with this and the craft to oh be like, God, yeah. here's the problem. This is how Let's it fails women. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah, he literally writes them with one thing. Like hers is her dead dear. Yes. Um in the craft, um, Rachel True, she's black and people are racist. Um our, our homegirl Nancy, abuse. Um Liv's character, yeah. abuse. Our main character, that wig, and also new to town. He's just like, I can't see y'all as more than one thing. You are each the one thing, and we're gonna just work with that and see where it goes. But he didn't do the guys any service over here either. So, like, I guess equality. <laughs> <laughs> he has a style. He there does. is a style. An aesthetic. It's not really for me. He hasn't worked since, like, 2000. So there's that. That could be for the best, you know? <laughs> uh, again, when we are reading for everybody, we're not really reading for everybody. Um, <laughs> we're reading for a lot of peoples. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the bodies. Um, <laughs> some of the bodies a few of the bodies a few of the bodies a couple of the bodies i just have to circle back to be like this mm-hmm. is definitely a reminder of why older men shouldn't be writing college kids because i can't remember to remind myself that they were under 30 oh yeah oh yeah I like s- the part where he says the fucking baby boomers and i'm like wait is that not and i'm like i had to do math <laughs> <laughs> right right are gonna written, show like- up the fucking baby boomers and i'm like wait are you not am i what year is this? <laughs> Listen, I feel like I'm back to the future. I'm like, when are we? What are we? They are written like 40 and 50 year olds. And it's what happens when older men who don't want to talk to the youth write them. We see it still today. Like these kids walk out and I'm just like, do you have a 401k? <laughs> and a divorce? What? What is happening? You're supposed to be in sixth grade. Um, well, but I also think this misses the mark too, because... This movie could have been really interesting if these had all been faculty in academia and having the same kind of situation. That could have been really interesting. Like, that is fine. You don't have to write teenagers. That's that pressure cooker, yes. Also, speaking of them being faculty, the whole time they're like pulling out all of this equipment, I'm like, is nobody taking inventory of this shit? Like, y'all are just sitting here and you're like, we've got atropine. And I'm like, they're not going to just let y'all take that shit, man. We've got atrophy. We've got the epi. We've got this. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Is nobody sitting here going, is nobody inventorying the pharmacy? But then they're pool? worried about turning certain lights on because mm-hmm, then security mm-hmm. will come. My thing mm-hmm. is they rolled a whole, <laughs> they rolled a whole operating theater into the abandoned church across the way and mm-hmm. nobody said shit. And again, I think that had they been older, like they were written, um, mm-hmm. that would have made sense. And those pressures, we could have had more pressure because it would have been like, oh, I'm up for tenure and I don't have shit. We got to publish something. That would have been really interesting. Listen, if their department was like on the cutting room floor because of budgets and they're like, wait, I turn something out, that makes things make sense. And it also pushes them to keep the research going even after they know that the results are not good. But right now, we just have a bunch of 20 year olds with like 40 year olds doing shit because. <laughs> we have a movie. Listen. And again, I just want somebody to throw hands at Nelson because he's just like, I'm going to keep doing the most of y'all because you're going to forgive me. This is about forgiveness. Okay. Something I wanted to. Uh bring up okay so he so he like has this whole moment you know where he's like being attacked by billy and he's like i gotta take care of this and he takes him to the grave and he shows him like yeah he's dead it's fucked up okay so the moment when he's like i gotta make this right i thought for a hot second i'm like oh no is he gonna track down his like little minions and go like full-blown serial killer and it's like oh no oh no he's just going under again i was like okay and i just Again, I'm no medical person, but when he did it by himself, I was like, why do you have these other four holes in the room if you're going to be doing it by himself the whole time? You just need one to bring you back. <laughs> oh, right. And also that the last time that he went under, he's under for like 10 minutes. Oh, yeah. yeah. I watched all of ER. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's brain damage. I'm, I'm pretty look- sure okay. that's you can't come back. So I did but- legit look this up. Because I was oh, thinking okay. the same thing. I was like, wait. I went with my ER, yeah. my ER knowledge. <laughs> um, I did like legit look this up. And apparently one of the advantages of using the cooling technique that they were using to bring the body temperature down is that it actually basically from my 10 minutes of Googling, 
I am not a medical professional. Please do not uh, come for me about, come at me about this. But like, essentially, since the body temperature was lower, they could have no brain activity for longer. That, I yeah. have heard that, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that, because, I mean, they did make that whole point about, oh, yeah, you're going to bring my body temperature down and da-da-da-da. Because, yeah, I'm like, y'all keep talking about all these times you're going under. And, I mean, I'm like, I don't have a lot of medical knowledge. I'm not going to medical school. Probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this movie is like, Nina's like, yes, I'm going to medical school. Well, okay, no, I did um, I did say that I'm studying uh, chemistry, but like the chemistry that I'm studying, I'm literally doing like uh, like a pharmaceutical, I would say pharmacological, but I think actually you could say that pharmaceutical chemistry. So I will not be prescribing mm. the drugs, but I will be making the drugs. So it's very like medical adjacent. So, Nice. Gotcha. So I'm you. like, gotcha. and I can't, and like, yeah, this actually, I was talking to my brother about this whenever I started going back to school, and he just stopped and he goes, You're not, are you in a medical school? And I'm like, God, I hope not. <laughs> it sounds like. Did I have to kill myself? And didn't kill other people. <laughs> right. like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy looking it up because I just assumed that mm-hmm. because David prayed a little bit, um, it saved him. That's where this movie was going. God. He was like, I'm talking to God. He's going to come back. And I was like, Why? Why? Why are my years? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's it's the Christian coding for me. I think that's mm-hmm. why I'm just like I can only go so far with this movie. Look, yeah. Well, and Sheree, you know I'm a sucker for some religious trauma. Oh, um, got some here. And, Look, <laughs> but but it doesn't really go there. It just like skims the surface yeah. a little bit. Like they mentioned God a few times and like, eh. so because Nelson was God. <laughs> <laughs> he's bringing people back from the dead. He's killing the people. He's leaving people under longer than they consented to. He did not turn water into wine, and so therefore he is not okay with me. That's why I wouldn't have saved his ass. Like, if you want to be God so bad, do something for me. Um, <laughs> medical school's expensive. We can't afford wine, but we got water. Look. <laughs> right. All right, y'all. Are we ready for hot takes? Uh, yeah. All right. Nina, what's your hot take? My hot take is that Billy Baldwin's character did not need to be in this movie. Joe did not need to be here. Like, all of... I, I think a lot of the plot stuff that we have problems with and the fact that, like, there's no plot there, we could have taken all of that time that we devoted to his bullshit and actually, like, done something with all of that time. Like, the whole part, again, with, like, Rachel and the supposed question mark, question mark, question mark, love triangle between David, David and Nelson and Rachel... And, like, him all of a sudden getting jealous over her, like, basically glancing at David for, like, ten seconds. I'm like, yeah, but y'all could have made something there. But then you have all this other stuff over here. Mm-hmm. The fact that we needed Nelson to tell us that they were starting to get together because it was not evident. Yes. There's like, like, are they? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I agree. I think Nelson and Joe could have been merged to be the same person. And we could have saved some time and had a character with some mm. development. Oh my god, that would have been. I think so... no, I think yeah. Joe and Randy could have been merged, or Joe and Nelson, yeah, either one. Yeah. There could have been three dudes and, and Rachel. Yeah. As much as I love Oliver Platt, and especially now that I know he had a cute little era, um, his character, I, they gave There's his character nothing, nothing. and so <laughs> I think yeah. he just cut his character completely and merge Joe, who did something that's atrocious, because mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. that's a sociopath grows up to be a sociopath still. So he killed a kid back then. Now he's like out here harassing women yeah. and doing the most. That makes mm-hmm. sense. He's a monster. Let's not forgive him this time around after we merge these two and let him stay under. Let him just die and be like he did it to himself, officers. He mm-hmm. had it coming. I'm there for that. That's my movie. Um, vote for me. Sheree, <laughs> <laughs> Flatliners 2. Here we go. <laughs> Flatliners 3. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yes. That's true. Get Elliot Page the back on the, of the phone. The remake of the remake. <laughs> <laughs> Third time's the charm. <laughs> the requel, if you will. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sheree, what's your hot take? I gave it away as usual. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like this could have been so much cooler. And I think that the things that were haunting them could have hit so much harder. And this would have been such a cool fucking movie. But it just kind of like walked past it. It kind of like, it kind of like bubbly us, you know, where mm-hmm. the flavor's almost there, but it's still water. But you can't stop drinking it. Mm-hmm. That's a smoothie. Oh yes, yes, yeah, yeah. I agree with that. I so my hot take. It's not super <laughs> hot. Your coldest take this season. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> so 
I don't say this often because I understand. I understand. Okay. I get <laughs> it. You don't come for me, X or Twitter or Blue Uh-oh. Sky or Instagram or whatever. I get it. She's not the best actress. But I have a soft spot for Miss Julia Roberts. I love her. And I don't know why. She's I a just, southern rom-com I, queen. Of course you do. It's a nostalgia. Well, also, yes, nostalgia. this is the same year that she did Pretty Woman. So literally, she goes from mm-hmm. Flatliners to Pretty Woman. And I mean, yeah, I just, I think a lot of it is, too. We grew up on that smile. So it's like, oh, you know what? I'm, I'm yeah. She, I just She was like 23 I, I just, when this movie was made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and she looks great. I'm 23, she, she better. Like, <laughs> if she ain't me, <laughs> she better look fucking amazing at 23. <laughs> but, but yes, I have a soft spot for Julia Roberts, kind of like a blind spot. I get it. I get it, y'all. She is not Meryl Streep. She's not Viola Davis. I understand. But I feel like, y'all y'all ready for this? Y'all ready? I didn't put this on the paper. Uh-oh. So Sheree's even getting a blind react here. Julia Roberts is to film... What for me, Britney Spears is to music. <laughs> I love them both. I love them both, mm-hmm. and I have a soft spot for both of them. But I like I I'm not gonna sit here and try to be like Britney Spears is the best musician ever made, mm-hmm. and I'm not gonna sit here and say Julia Roberts is the best actress, actress ever made. Mm-hmm. But I love both of them for their cultural persona. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? I will say Julia did have a chokehold in the box office in the 90s because she found her lane, which is the rom-coms. Mm-hmm. Even though I don't watch rom-coms, I've seen enough clips and enough of them were on while I was trying to go to sleep <laughs> to where I feel like I've seen them. She stayed working that decade. <laughs> and she kept her accent for every movie. No matter who her character was, what they were doing, <laughs> she's from the South. Still Magnolia. She's from Louisiana, Listen, but she mm-hmm, sounds like from Georgia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, Erin Brockovich, Pretty Woman. I'm like, are you supposed to be in New York? And she's like, shh. And I'm like, okay, okay, I'll see Julia. I, I'm i not mad at her because we all want to scam our way to the top. Uh, but I just don't know if I would... I was not the biggest Britney fan as a child. Shocking, I know I didn't like pop music. Um, but I... Britney was breaking some records. Like, I can't take that from her. She was like, hi, I'm making millions every Monday on TRL. What are you doing? Your homework. Oh, and, um, <laughs> right. And Julia Roberts was doing the same thing. I this is not me shading either side of that of that analogy. I just I love both of them. But I also recognize that they're not like masterpiece. You know what I mean? Like they're not like Britney's uh, the, the no Mariah. What they do essentially. Right. Britney is no Mariah. Britney is no Whitney. Mm-hmm. And uh Julia is no Meryl. Julia is no Viola. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They make they make the South look fun for those of us who can go to the South. Wait, is Julia Roberts from the South? I don't think she's from the South. Yeah, but she's from say. Alabama or something. I forgot. I Googled it yesterday. Hold, please. Oh, is she? Yeah, that's her accent. Julia is from the South. Like, she's... Holy shit. I Googled it yesterday and I forgot already. Oh. I can just pull up her IMDb page real quick. Georgia. Oh. That would make sense huh. when she was okay. a Georgia peach and uh, still Magnolia. She's a Georgia everything nodding heel um i never seen ticket to paradise but i know she is my best friend's wedding i didn't see pray love i'm sure she was she only does that accent she's like no i don't want to hear your dialect i don't want to talk to your coach i am me and i i it's respect so that so funny because like i i guess it's because i'm from louisiana i am in the south it that that her accent doesn't really come Arkansas. off as southern-ish to me I think it's because we're surrounded yeah, by it, yeah, right? exactly. I'm from Arkansas, mm-hmm. so I feel you. Mm-hmm. She just feels like my neighbor. I feel like I can go talk to her and be like, hey, Julia, <laughs> what's going on? Hey, Brittany. Hey, Brittany. I just, Come over for the pot roast later. Like, <laughs> I just remember watching Hook as a kid being like, Tinkerbell's from the South? What? <laughs> She's a Southern Bell. Get it. Um, I, I did not know that that was Julia Roberts being like, this is my voice. Fuck y'all. Which I think is badass to be like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do me. I, you're paying me millions. You're going to, you're welcome. I, I don't think it fits all these characters because I'm looking at her. <laughs> I'm not seeing most of these movies. Maybe they're all written Southern because she's playing these characters in these rom coms. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the ones I have seen, I'm just like, that character did not need to be Southern. She did not need to be. Um, <laughs> I love it. All Mary right. Riley. <laughs> oh my God. That's are right. Yeah. She's, she's like, from, I'm from England. And it's like, girl, are you? <laughs> no, I've seen Manchester before. Good sir. And I'm like, have you? Have you? 
Ah. Sheree, I it's thought like, you were I've been to Birmingham. You mean Alabama, right? Not the one in England, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. So our newest segment, we've got to give the film drinks out of five. You can name the drinks if you want to. Um, sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Nina, do you need a minute or do you know what your rating is going to be? I feel like this is one of those movies. I don't know if y'all get ever get this, but like you watch it and for some reason in your brain, there's more there than what actually is there. 100%. Yeah. My rating is going to be fair. It's a little higher than I think my notes in this episode. Same. Came in. Same. <laughs> it's one of those things too, where I think the cast really carries it. You're just yes. sitting here watching like Kiefer become like increasingly unhinged and just like, you know what? I get this. I get this. I fuck with this. And you're like, mm. <laughs> he was giving his best Andrew McCarthy of that era. And I was like, you got a pretty in pink them any second. Um, <laughs> what? Oh man, pretty in pink. Um, so it's out of five, right? Yeah. Out of five. And you can do shots or drinks, whatever, whatever you want to do. Where, you know. <laughs> I'm going to give this three out of five, I think. Because, like, I would watch it again. We're about to be a trifecta. This has so never I'm happened. I, like, never I happened. would watch it again. I don't love it. I want to rewrite it so very much. It, it reminds me of being mm-hmm. a kid licking the battery and it burns, but I can't stop licking the battery <laughs> yes. that burns. Yes. I know it's happening, and I know I should stop, but I'm just like, oh, it hurts. Oh, it hurts. That's this movie It's me. like when you get to um, the bottom of the drink and you're like, oh, this is terrible, but you're still going. Right? <laughs> That's this drink, which is why I'm giving it mm-hmm. <laughs> three bottom shelf shots. Um, uh-huh. yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Your McCormick's. <laughs> That's what we're, we're drinking tonight. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Bring me back to college. Listen. Um, I, <laughs> so I gave mine away earlier, mm-hmm. but I am giving, I am also giving this, but <laughs> I have a, so ultimately a three right but get ready i'm giving it two and a half cranberry vodkas Mm -hmm. that's a that's a you know a basic right Mm -hmm. actually no i'll take that back i'm gonna give it two and a half uh uh vodka tonics Mm -hmm. that's a basic that's my go-to now sheree you don't know this because you haven't been to a bar together in so long i well no at home i do because i do anyway we'll talk later okay as you get older you know that lemonade it's like the acid reflux it's just mm. i have i have sugar-free lemonade at home oh, and okay. not at the bars i feel like rachel true in horror Nora. are you okay girl like that's what <laughs> i feel like <laughs> so two and a half mm-hmm. vodka tonics and then i'm also giving a shot of southern comfort from my girl julia so <laughs> I'm ultimately giving it three. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that was her nickname <laughs> in college because Southern <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> Wow. All right. Well, that is our thoughts on Flatliners from 1990. Thank you so much, Nina, for joining us. I had us. so much fun. Thank you for being here. Also, I hope, I hope you guys had fun. We all yes, yes we absolutely. have too much fun. Um, I feel like because we all had the same rating, we have to do this again for a different mm-hmm. movie to see mm-hmm. if the luck holds up or not. Because if nothing else, right. me and Trina will be different. Like this is never going to happen again. <laughs> this is history being made. We <laughs> we say this, and this has happened a couple, like one or two mm-hmm. times, like literally one or two. Because again, like, you know what? Like, I, figured, I love it. I hate it. <laughs> I figured out what it is. It's the cast. Because if yes. you think about it, you get a, you get a drink. Mm-hmm. You get a drink for Kiefer. Kiefer. You get a drink for um, Kevin Bacon, and then mm-hmm. you give you give uh, Oliver Platt half a drink, and then you give Julie Roberts half a drink because they basically had like each half a roll. <laughs> 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 and so it's like there you go, three out of five. All right, that's the math. We all did the math, y'all. Yay! <laughs> But yes, thank you so much, Nina. Thank Next you. week, we're going to be covering Cherry Falls with Michael Kennedy. Yes. If you've not ordered that DVD, you probably should, because she's hard to fucking find, y'all. Like, the app that said they had her did not have her. Lies, shenanigans, betrayal. Um, but... <laughs> Because that movie came out in 2000, um, we're we're gonna count it. We're gonna because like 2000 was right after 1999, so like 
don't add us. We did this math badly on purpose this time. We always do the math badly. And it's usually our la- the last movie. I was going to say, you can make the argument that they record, that they like filmed it in 1999. Made it in the 90s. Yeah. That's true. Brittany Murphy's there. It's the 90s. <laughs> um, but like also, also like it's fine because normally we do math badly without knowing it. But we did it on purpose this time. So we've grown still. We purposely were like, put it in anyways, because we were talking about it with Michael Kennedy. Uh, right. I don't do anything to have Michael Kennedy on. Listen, so. listen. Go see his new movie, which will be out before you hear that, because we record things early. Right. Yeah. Listen, I want more Christmas-themed slashers. But anyways, that's going to wrap up our season, and it's going to wrap up this time of Hit Me Baby one more time. So Yay. the Brittany Ruff says should be thinning after that in theory probably not and we have britney murphy and britney spears and crossroads <laughs> we're geniuses <Ding>. we're geniuses <laughs> it's britney squared listen britney squared i'm gonna bring the book to the recording <laughs> i'll be like just like bullshit right also cherry falls oh. <laughs> all right y'all again thank you so much Nina. thank, thank you, you everyone for, having for me. listening yes we'll have to have you back Thank you to everyone for listening. And as always, make sure that you stay fierce out there. Bye.